0: Hey broken sales people, welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom and I'm here to help you fix your broken sales skills. So today I want to talk about sales management and why we hire the wrong people so often. I want you to think about your company and how they typically promote most sales managers. How do they typically promote most sales coaches? Odds are if it's like any other organization out there, they pick the top salesperson and here are the keys. Congratulations. But that's the wrong way to do things. How? Do, why do I believe that? Well, because I've seen it over and over again in person, um, but also because it holds true at a much bigger level. Professional sports. See, in professional sports, you see a lot of these top players, and inarguably top players. They have the statistics to back them up. They are dominant in their field. Now, you start seeing these players, you start watching them following their careers. Many of them obviously eventually retire and get into coaching, get into management. And how do they perform? Honestly, poorly. One of my favorite examples of this is Isaiah Thomas. If you don't follow the NBA, Isaiah Thomas is one of the top 50 NBA players, bar none. No question in my mind whatsoever. In fact, if Jordan didn't come along, he'd be in the conversation of the all-time greats. No question in my mind. If Jordan didn't beat him in 91 and 92, yeah. Um, you wouldn't have seen that. You, he could have been one of the goats, um, He played over 979 regular season games, 111 playoff games. He won two NBA championships and was finals MVP in, I believe, 89. He is one of the all-time greats in terms of players. Coaching? Not so much. (laughs) Um, he is one of the worst coaches to ever pick up a clipboard, in my mind. And at an NBA level, he's absolutely one of the worst. Um, he did well in Indiana, um, for his first couple of years as a coach. Then he went to New York to be president of basketball operations. And he was one of the worst things to happen to the New York Knicks. And I'm saying that knowing the New York Knicks, he was bad. Um, in New York, he was 33 and 49 his first season as a coach and 23 and 59 his second season. 56 of 164 games, he won. Two thirds, roughly, he lost. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, he didn't get to pick the team. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, w- he su- uh, served that dual role. First, when he left Indiana, he became president of basketball operations. He got to pick his players. He got to build the team from scratch with the highest salary cap in the league. Then he became coach of his own players and performed miserably. It didn't stop in New York though. See, once he was basically chased out of New York with pitchforks, he went down to Florida international university, small school. This first year as a coach down there four and 14. Second year, 11 and 19, third year, eight and 21, 23 wins. That's it. Um, did not do well there at all. Um, roughly a 30% record there too, 30% winning record. So why? Why did that happen? Why did one of the greatest NBA players of all time, no argument, one of the best NBA players of all time, become one of the worst basketball coaches in history? You have to explain that somehow, especially because it's not an isolated incident. See, Isaiah Thomas isn't the only great player who struggled once they picked up a clipboard, once they started managing and running teams. Michael Jordan, the best of all time, in my opinion. I, I, I won't. LeBron is good. Kobe is good. Michael's the best. He struggled down in Charlotte for a lot of years. He hasn't really found his feet as a manager owner. You could also look at Mike Singletary in football. You could look at Wayne Gretzky, the great one, down in Phoenix. You could look at Teddy Williams. Teddy Williams, Boston great, one of the few batters to ever have over a 400 batting average. One of the all-time greats. All of these are Hall of Fame players who rightly deserve to be there. None of them had over a 500 record in terms of coaching. All of them had losing records. So why is this? Well... Let's look at the other side of the coin now. Who is successful? If you were to pick the five best NBA coaches of all time, Larry Brown, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, and Red Auerbach, let's just say. Um, You can argue some of it a little bit, but let's say those are the top five. They're, They're definitely in that conversation no matter what. Popovich, Auerbach, Larry Brown, Pat Riley, and, you know. um, Of that list that I just said, the only one who was ever an all-star player at any level was Larry Brown. Most of the others never even played in the NBA or ABA. Larry Brown played in the ABA, not the NBA. It was kind of before those days. But they're some of the greatest coaches of all time. Phil Jackson, he wasn't a starter for most of his career. In fact, he was off the bench most of the time. He was a sixth man. Even when they won in, uh, the New York Knicks won in 70 and 72, he was a sixth man. There were a lot of other players in front of him in line. Red Auerbach, same thing, was never a tremendous athlete. Popovich, Popovich never even played professionally. He played in, I believe, either the Navy, one of the services, so why are they so great? What about Belichick? Bill Belichick. He never played. Tom Landry. He Tom Landry. Um, Vince Lombardi. They played. They both played at the, for the same team with the Giants, but they weren't Hall of Fame players. They were position players. But some of the all of these people best coaches of all time. They, they all deserve to be in that conversation. So what's the difference between the top players and the top coaches? What changes in terms of personality? Two things, patience and ego. See, in order to be a top producer, a top player, you need to be impatient. You need to be very impatient. You need to be go, 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 go. You need to force change through will it all at uh, will alone watch the michael jordan documentary you'll see what i mean you watch that and you see how michael jordan just forced things to change he bulldozed over people when he needed to that's not the trait you want in a leader maybe a trait you want in a team captain but as a leader somebody who you want to listen to you to respect your opinion that's not what you want that's not the kind of boss you want to work for is it I'm not saying impatience is a bad thing. It's not. Impatience is a very good thing and it drives people to do phenomenal things. But when you have to teach people, when you have to train them, the idea behind being a good coach, a good mentor, a good teacher, is you teach them to knock over the one domino that's in their way. That's your whole objective. Knock down that one domino and everything else will work. Let's talk about the second point, ego. They've accomplished great things and they deserve their ego. Bar none, no complaint. If you've won a couple of NBA championships, you're allowed to have a chip on your shoulder. (laughs) I'm not going to take that away from Isaiah Thomas, from Michael Jordan, from any of them. They deserve to be a bit cocky because they earned that. But is that the kind of person you want to report to every day? Odds are not. In fact, if you read almost any sales book out there, that ego, that idea that you're perfect, is going to hold your team back. It's going to create conflicts because you're not going to be willing to listen to them when they say something's wrong. That's going to hold you back as a manager. So you need to realize that in order to be a great trainer, a great coach, you need two traits that are the antithesis of what you need to be a great salesperson. Can some people have both? Mm, maybe. They, some people can flip that switch, but not many can. Not for 40 plus hours a week. They can't fake it. Um, not for a long term anyway. It's tough to find people who are both. So what do you do? Find people who are humble and who are willing to listen. The best salespeople who are, know how to ask questions and who are willing to kill their darlings, hey, it doesn't matter whose idea it is. matters what the right idea is. Those are the people who make great managers. Next time you go to promote or next time you go to find a job, look for that. Don't just look for great salespeople to hitch your wagon to. Odds are you're going to be miserable with them as your leader. Instead, look for people who you want to lead. Those level five leaders, as Jim Collins calls them. The people who are, hum- who are humble, who are self-effacing, who know that there's room for improvement, and know that they can get better the same way they know they can help you get better. That's the manager. That's the coach you want, not Isaiah Thomas. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope this opened your eyes a little bit, um, make you question some things when you do go to hire somebody or find a new job. Um, Please go to broken com slash connect, connect with me on all the social programs. Um, I'd love to chat with you guys there. Feel free to reach out that way too. Um, You could also uh, reach out to my Patreon. You could find my Patreon link still at brokensalespeople.com. Click the, click the green button up at the top. Support the channel. Um, all money that's donated through Patreon helps give people free training. Not a single cent goes into my pocket. Every penny you donate through Patreon goes to helping make sure that the message gets out there, that people get that free training that they need so that they don't have the breakdowns that I did in my past. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Next t- I-, I look forward to seeing you guys next time in the workshop. And until then, Go fix yourself.